0: Greetings and happy Halloween season, Flesh Wound Freaks, and welcome to Analog Nightmares. I'm Flesh Wound Dan, joined by producer Todd. Good evening. Uh, so yeah, we haven't, uh, we had, well, no, that's not true. We had an Analog Nightmares recently, we said we we're going to do more of them, and uh very excited tonight highly anticipated releases from visual vengeance i should actually point out because i know somebody's gonna see it and just go ah wait a minute not shot on video we are aware of that uh but they're sov adjacent there's a lot of films that are SOV.
1: okay i'm glad you brought it up because like it's supposed to be the sov line i was like I see film grain.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the Super 8 and then the but, and, and I know there's like going to be that one comment at some point on the video. is like, actually. So, no. We know. No, I mean, it, it, it wouldn't be a raw comment.
1: <laughs> we're aware. It's the we spirit of SOV. And I think that's yeah. why. Because we yeah. had this conversation about another movie. And we saw that it really made a decision. So, I won't say what it is.
0: Yeah. Analog Nightmares is kind of about... Well, SOV for sure. But also, just those... 80s v- vhs oddities and that 100% applies to tonight's movies so uh so yeah yeah that's we are aware just before the smart ass in the chat decides you just go actually uh
1: which anyway. normally that would be dan he's acting
0: like oh yeah who would do such a thing oh definitely definitely <laughs> if any if any of you guys reviewed it out there any fellow podcasters i will be that asshole no, absolutely. I will. I will definitely be that asshole but uh but but anyways so i i acknowledged it i acknowledged it tad we're good uh so yeah so visual vengeance which uh if you haven't seen our other reviews i mean this has become in such a short amount of time the most collectible label i think in a lot of ways their artwork uh, their extra features, including the extra goodies that they include in these Blu-rays, are insane. I mean, they're on par with with anybody, and they exceed most in terms of quality. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I, I've really enjoyed what they put out so far. It feels like they're really kind of curating and picking like really unique stuff. Not always movies that are going to work for everybody, but certainly they haven't put out any throwaway titles. I'll put it that way. And I'm curious to see what you think of the movies tonight and uh, what all of you guys in the chat might think if you've picked these up. Uh, So yes, we'll get right into it. With that being said, uh, let's see. We're going to kick it off with the oldest film, of the evening which is 1986's the abomination which just showing off that beautiful cover art right there and as you see and uh we can show you a little bit more of the actual disc later but uh so the abomination from 1986 and director brett mccormick Deep in the heart of rural Texas, a TV evangelist exercises a tumor from the body of a loyal worshiper, who soon coughs up the growth. Unknown to her, the cancer is actually a carnivorous life form that slithers its way into her son, Cody, while he sleeps, growing inside him until he is, it is, he is completely under its control. Now, Cody must feed the beast fresh victims to keep them both alive. As the monster grows larger and larger, it threatens to feast on everyone in its path. One of the most legendary and notorious VHS releases of the video store era, Brett McCormick's Super 8 Gore Fest The Abomination, enjoys its first ever Blu-ray with newly created bonus features and never before seen outtakes, images, and more. So this is an absolutely stacked disc. We'll get into that after the review. Uh, so this is one that So the VHS was super rare, and I had it. It's one of those ones. I've told this story before, but I liquidated my VHS, like, right before I realized that it was, like, a big thing. Just assumed it was dead. Eventually, everything would come out on uh, DVD, and... Well, yeah
1: i don't know what you were thinking with that <laughs>
0: i don't know you know it's just it's one of those things and there were some stragglers that i found in uh my closet like when i moved and i sold some of those for i think i want to say like 400 something was like the top so and and in my head i'm thinking like shit i know the abomination vhs worth a lot (laughs) still so i don't even want to look but i did have I'm gonna
1: do that right
0: (laughs) todd being a dick but i didn't
1: say i was gonna tell you on air Uh, i'm sure
0: it's worth at least a few hundred or more um you
1: know it's funny it's the way tape trading works now it doesn't necessarily it's weird because you're gonna get more money for a sealed back to the future than you are gonna get something for something super rare or I, I should maybe Halloween two is a better example than Back to the Future, but you could still make yeah. some money off. It. It's weird. The super that's bizarre. Common se- the super common sealed tapes, but that's like the one everyone wants. Like everyone like who's seen Halloween two, so I mean versus Abomination, you got a smaller pool to choose from.
0: That yeah, that is true, but um I know like Demon Queen sold for a ton. Yeah, Back that was also day.
1: before before the switch, which has been in the last couple of years.
0: Yeah, I, I can't weird. say I attention. Uh even you know, doing eBay, it's like I don't I don't really find a lot of tapes that aren't super common out in the wild anymore at all. It's yeah. been
1: well, the Mass- a decade
0: at least since I found big box anywhere.
1: Yeah, the masker VHS, which is a reprint is is a couple three hundred four hundred. Oof. Um, the actual original one is about two hundred. Well, it's not a sold price, but you're looking at a good amount if if Dan yeah. didn't sell it. Sorry, there yeah. you go. And then he gave <laughs> the number anyways.
0: <laughs> God damn
1: it! well uh, But oh shit! I'm not gonna read that. This is the one that yeah, actually yeah, just sold. shut up, Todd. Shut up. Five hundred bucks.
0: Oh.
1: It's because it's not a cut box. Was yours a cut box?
0: It was not a cut box. And
1: that's a sold price, Dan. Uh, but here's the you. good news you now own what is an even better looking copy than yeah that, that's right test. so whatever sucker Ed. paid
0: 500 bucks fuck you look at this and it doesn't have Beautiful. those
1: special features that that one does does it
0: no it does not does See, this not. is the
1: opposite of what dan does to me when he just digs in on my lack of toxic avengers standing. <laughs> you're gonna
0: have that in in this year you will try, even if you have to pay the ridiculous inflation. I have price, not
1: seen one for sale that has the extra mop attachment. So that's the thing that's going to set me over.
0: Ooh. So if anybody has access to that, you know you're going to get a big payday from Friday. And
1: And if you want to see what it looks like, it is it is featured in The Toxic Avenger Part 3, The Last temptation. Was... And we're way off track. They we are. are off track. All abomination. right. The
0: Abomination. So
1: i always
0: really like this movie uh it it was uh something the director he was just coming off of a film called tabloid which in the vhs trading days gray market days that one was quite desirable itself. that's actually a much bigger budget movie uh in comparison i think that was like north of a hundred thousand dollars versus the you know but Couch Change that I think they made this movie with. Um, but uh, it, that was another one I was always kind of hunting down because it took me a while to get a copy of The Abomination. That's not one that I saw like early in life or anything. It took me some time to get it. I, I want to say Daytona Beach. I think a video store somewhere. I don't know why I randomly remember it, but I, I think that's where I finally was able to get a copy of The Abomination. But um, So one thing that this movie has going for it versus other SOV or SOV adjacent movies is it has a cool creature and a cool gimmick. The, the way this sort of uh, little shop of horrors-esque creature uh, just pops out of the the cupboard or the toilet uh at one point uh eating <laughs> one character uh it that's a very cool gimmick cuz a lot of sov stuff that try to pull off a monster usually that doesn't go too well uh this i, I actually thought was a, a really nifty practical creature, which is something rare in these films. Um, now, this does have a lot of trademarks of some of these uh, SOV titles of the time, where shots tend to go on way too long. In fact, this one, at the very beginning, you essentially get a nightmare sequence that has almost all of the gore and uh, kill footage in it, <laughs> which uh, was you know kind of an unusual decision but that's how it goes with a lot of these movies uh in fact another one that i'm pretty sure visual vengeance is putting out that the director also worked on uh ozone attack of the redneck mutants uh that one was notorious for it and i'm i'm kind of curious to check that out again once they finally put it out but um so it does have that it's one of those movies where it's right around 90, and it would have played even better at 70 minutes, which is what a lot of these should be. But this was that era where it's like, oh, they you got to be 90. 90 are very, like, on the verge of 90. That's yeah. just what they wanted.
1: That was the um, distributor call. If you came in with 87, they'd be like, all right.
0: But, yeah. yeah. Like,
1: if you came in with, like, 68, you're like, yeah, you better go fucking pad that shit out, man. Yeah. That was the best call. Yeah, and this does this
0: has some very uh, endearing sort of regional horror uh, a feel to it. Uh, This was, of course, shot in Texas, Uh, and uh, yeah, I really I do really like this one quite a bit. I thought the kills were all a highlight. Um, The like I said, it's a nasty monster. There is a little bit of comedy, which is weird because this is a little bit more serious for a good deal of the runtime it's if it, there's not a lot of uh yucks but for some reason brother fog our televangelist character just has uncontrollable flatulence <laughs> so it's like some some comedy that they kind of shoehorn in there uh, and it's not much of a spoiler to say that uh the abomination gets a bite out of him while he's on the shitter so uh, that was that was quite funny uh, and just seeing this abomination character uh eat people and just suck them into the cupboard I thought was was really funny there and like I said with a lot of these movies too some of the weaknesses almost work in its favor there there's one scene where a character's reacting to the abomination Which, again, is in a cupboard. There's no immediate danger. You could just get up and run out the back door. But it just, like, the shot goes forever. And is just screaming in terror at this abomination. And it goes, the scene just goes on and on and on. But it actually kind of becomes funny. Um, We get a head sliced in half by a chainsaw. That was cool. All obviously practical effects, which, again, set these B-movies apart from modern-day stuff where it's, you know, that CGI trickle blood spray, which is just awful. Um, So this one, obviously a flawed movie. Some character development stuff could be better. Uh, Like I said, shots definitely go too long but in terms of the action and the kills and the gore this is well above your standard sov quality in my personal uh, opinion um and this is an oddity that i'm really glad ended up on visual vengeance's label because uh, this hasn't had a dvd release it was a, it, and again, very obscure VHS. Even back in the day, this was kind of tough to get a hold of. It took me a while. Uh, so I'm sure a lot of people are going to be seeing this for the first time. And if you're a fan of Basket Case or, um, you know, Frank, just Frank Hennenlauter in general, there's a lot of that uh, in the feel for this movie.
1: Careful at but- setting expectations too high, though.
0: Yes, definitely a little bit more rough around the edges. SOV Helen Lauder, maybe. <laughs> yes. SOV HEN and Lauder. Uh, which SOV Hen and Lauder works for me. Um, and you can see that spirit of HG Lewis too. Like, you know, I'm a huge HG Lewis mark, and I know uh HG Lewis was an inspiration for the director Brett McCormick, along with famous monsters, because he was a monster kid and that forest j ackerman and that magazine were just i mean some of the the most beloved directors in our genre might not even be horror fans if it weren't for famous monsters so much like fangoria for us famous
1: monsters made a lot of fans which is making comeback it was just announced recently yeah uh, yeah. His name from Slipknot ended up buying it. Well, so, and he's putting oh. out all the back issues for free on the internet. So that's cool. Oh, that um, very cool. what did you think, Tad? I think you liked it a lot more than me. Like I didn't. Okay. Hey, I, I like the effects. It 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 goes back to the running time, and it drags too many places where I think that if they didn't have to hit that ninety minute you know run time from the air cut you know like we said. About 70 mm-hmm. minutes, I think this would have played a lot tighter. Tighter. I still have yeah. fun with it, um, but out of the two, it's not my favorite. I, I do think it's well worth checking out, and the disc is packed. So well, speaking of which, Dan, what, what is on the disc?
0: All right. So on the disc, you get a, a commentary with Brett McCormick, uh, Rob Hoschild, and Michael Desidero a visual vengeance hopefully i got your names right uh very informative uh we also get a commentary with tony strauss of wings chop magazine actually my old buddy brian harris i oh, think I might have written for wings chop uh i used to do shows with him was uh, that his
1: magazine <laughs> you
0: know what i don't know if it was his magazine or if it was tony's magazine I'm not okay. sure,
1: but I know he was involved in wings. I, I know he's heavily involved in it too. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I remember back in the day. I have some uh, wings chop magazines uh, actually that uh, uh, are quite good. I, I know I have their Jess Franco one, which was really yeah, a good read. Um, but they they talk a little bit about the Evil Dead and Basket Case inspirations. H.G. Uh, Lewis, of course. Uh, kind of a running gag in the movie. Because again, they did try, they did have to for the distributor pad it out. So we, can't, we keep getting these random shots of this horse. Uh, so they they do kind of have a sense of humor about this random horse that they just keep cutting to. Uh, I think there was a lot more of that in Ozone. So I'm kind of curious to watch that again. Um, on the, uh, the Tony Strauss commentary, uh, he talks a little bit about, This being a staple for VHS collectors and uh, uh, talks a little bit about the uh, family connection. Rex Morton, who plays Brother Fogg, being the director's stepdad. A lot of of great information. This is one of those discs where, honestly, those two commentaries alone would have made the disc. But you also get, um, let's see here, Monster kid movie maverick a new feature-length brett mccormick uh interview which that runs at uh one hour and 14 minutes so that is essentially another uh another feature length documentary he talks just again about being you know the tv being his babysitter back in the day um we have this in common, actually. He's a big fan of the Killer Tree movie from Hell It Came, which was a big influence on him. If you guys haven't uh, watched from From Hell It Came, uh, that's a good one for Halloween. If you like really sort of cheesy uh, monster movies, From Hell It Came is really good. It is on Blu-ray now, I think, I think from Warner Archive. So if you're making a list um also uh it's got some footage from his backyard his first backyard movie middle school movie crypt of the werewolf i love seeing stuff like this because yeah i you can tell this guy loves this kind of stuff and it comes through in the movies uh that he made for sure uh so it was nice seeing that Uh, Also, he talks a little bit about working on a monster movie, Crater Lake Monster, which was kind of a troubled uh, production. And he kind of goes into that a little bit, talks about tabloid and getting that made and uh, trying to raise money from Ross Perot, of all people. (laughs) That's a story that he tells uh, in this, Uh, his uh, connection with uh, Glenn Coburn, the directors of Bloodsuckers from Outer Space, another guy I actually uh, interviewed I, I, with either Melissa or Brian back in the day, or I think Chris might've been in on that one. And it uh, kind of goes over the history. This is kind of a career piece. So he talks a little bit about this, and then he talks about some of the other movies that he did, a lot of which are obviously coming from Visual Vengeance or, or Wild Eye, I suppose. Uh, at some point. And uh, it's impressive what he did. Abomination was shot in uh, 10 days. It was shot back to back with uh, Ozone. Uh, which, uh, I, like I said, I am curious to check that out again at some point. Uh, if you're a fan of movie making, watch this doc on him. It's really quite good and he also starts to kind of go into some replicator stuff on this doc oddly enough so you may want to buy both movies but you do get a little bit about replicator uh as well. Uh what did I not cover for extras? We also have uh an actress interview with uh blue Thompson uh who was his wife at the time that's uh, a nice uh, interview that runs. My notes are all out of order. That's a shorter one. That one runs, I think around 10 minutes or so, uh, six minutes. There you go. And she really short, brief thing. She talks about obviously being married to the director. We get a five minute interview with Victoria Cheney, uh, which is actually, she's quite funny. Uh, we get an interview with the VHS distributor, Michael Jack Scholl. It runs 14 minutes, uh, but this one's interesting if you're a fan or a VHS collector, because he talks about uh, the process of producing VHS tapes and beta and the artwork uh, back then, how the whole scene worked with uh, video fairs trying to sell your VHS tapes to store owners. This guy's been out, They've been around for a very, very long time. If you're curious about marketing and stuff, I thought this was a really well-put-together piece. I'd like to see more actually from him. He put out Cannibal Camp out and uh, Woodchipper Massacre, which I believe we covered recently on Analog Nightmares. Uh, we also get location, tour, outtakes, raw footage, behind-the-scenes, uh, Brett McCormick's Super 8 films, uh, and uh, also... A limited edition uh, comic book that is included in this this uh, release, and a folded mini poster. You get the stickers that you usually get, and my God, I think I had. There's so many extras. I covered that more than I talked about the movie, but uh, <laughs> there you go. I highly recommend this uh, as a release. Like most visual vengeance titles, it, they may be niche for a lot of you. You know, that not everybody's gonna be a fan of an LA AIDS jabber. Although I do recommend you buy LA AIDS jabber for a stocking stuff for this Christmas. It's forever. a great but...
1: conversation piece. Dan, hey, you never you never finished off showing up off the set.
0: Oh, open it up. All right. So I don't think visual vengeance does titties, but I gotta check. There is the inner art there. Uh, I believe the back is the exact same. And when I open this up, you can see there's the disc art there.
1: What's the reversible art?
0: All right. Uh, I will show it to you.
1: Is it the VHS cover art?
0: There you go. Yeah, that looks like the VHS
1: art. And
0: uh, the back is the same, obviously. Uh, yeah, yeah. And you get the stickers that they always include, which is, this is really cool. And um, I guess there's some other stickers that might just be exclusive for, that they send to us. So I feel special because I don't think, but uh, you do get those. You get this uh, booklet, which kind of has some information on the movie always really nice and here is the mini comic book there you can kind of see uh, some of the the art there that you can experience it's a really nice extra and last but not least you get a miniature poster so i again i want to put them over before i rate the movie uh, which this obviously is super cool. This will probably go up on my wall when I find the right frame. Um, I mean, how much more that they do on these movies than than a Scream Factory or or even a company like Vinegar Syndrome that that obviously does stack their discs. I mean, they're at least on par. I mean, my god, uh, they treat they give these movies the royal treatment, and for a guy like me that has an affinity for this era of filmmaking and these really just weird batshit uh, kind of films from the eighties. Uh, I appreciate it very much. Now my rating of the actual movie is going to be higher than Todd's, obviously acknowledging that this is not for everybody, but I get this. I give this as a lover of SOV. I give this three and a half stars. I do think it's well above well above your average sov title and it looks like a lot of uh artistry and talent was put into it in terms of the the monster effects so there you go
1: see it's it's weird because like in all actuality i'd give it a two and a half because it's it's kind of in the middle it's those it's those effects though that make it stand out that it's like it makes me want to give it a three but I mean, mm-hmm. it, it, it is like over, it's one of those things. It's like, it's such a borderline. Um, I could go either. You could ask me tomorrow. It could be a three, but yeah, two and a half.
0: Yeah. It, they, they are. Mm,
1: mm, mm. What? Just skip it. Oh,
0: oh. oh, I don't know what you're talking about. So I will skip it. But no, the, the release uh, is just so stellar. And it is it is unusual, but I just like it. And I think it pairs really well with a lot of different things, too. And those, those monster effects, like I said, watch a few SOVs that attempt similar things and they don't come off well. They Sometimes they luck out and there's some irony to it that makes people like them. But this was actually really well put together. And I remember Ozone having some really cool shit as well. Even though that movie's very padded, I do remember some really cool effects in that movie.
1: I'm looking forward to revisiting that one. I mean, it's not my favorite of the two Ozone films from back in the day, but I do remember enjoying this one, too. You you know,
0: I am 100% convinced that it's absolute bullshit. But when I was making movies, I was told by my partner that he had permission to remake that. Now, knowing who he was, he may have been assuming, and that might have been complete horseshit. Which
1: ozone are we because I did kind of reference the Tempe one. Which one are you referring to? No, that's
0: what I thought. When he said ozone, I was going to J.R. Bookwalter. Okay. Oh, holy shit. Well, that's a very reasonably well regarded low budget movie. And then he's like, no, ozone attack the redneck mutants. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, that one's definitely not as well known. But at one That's point, so I I sat down again and watched that, which that one is on DVD, but it was like f- directly from the filmmaker. So not a lot of people have it. So that'll also be something I'm sure everyone's yeah. eager to get on Blu-ray. So. Uh, so yeah, I am very curious to see it because at one point I was thinking like, okay, well... We're going to make it 70
1: minutes
0: (laughs) if this is real and you're not just assuming because you wrote some fan letter to the.
1: Can you imagine if they would have released that like two and a half hour boarding house cut? Thank God some at least (laughs) (laughs) before we get into the
0: next movie. Do you like boarding house? Because I think boarding house is a lot of fun.
1: I like boarding house. I don't like the two and a half hour long cut of boarding house, <laughs> which if you want to do a watch along, there's a torturous one. <laughs> yeah. Will, we'll go
0: for the non two and a half hour watch along for that. But um, like I said, it was understandable just back then. It didn't need to be two and a half hours,
1: but uh, you did. Yeah, I it. do. I do enjoy that. The, the, this, the shorter cut.
0: <laughs> it's funny how that's changed with me. Cause I used to be, like, I can remember when, like, Raw went three hours. It's like, yes, I've got okay. three hours of wrestling. Uh, yeah. And then it's, like, as an adult and, like, you could trim the fat on a lot of I it. I
1: got shit to do. Yeah.
0: <laughs> I'm I am not don't have time ed-
1: to watch 35 fucking hours of wrestling this week. I'm
0: not an editor like you, obviously, but I, I look at things now and I think, like, an editor. It's, like, cut cut, cut, you know, like I still remember like on uh, MILFs versus Zombies and how they would just add extra shit and I was just like, it doesn't fucking need this. Like, and you know, cut it. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, again, now that that could have probably been a decent 90 minute B movie at one point, but, you know, director. Um, but they were adding stuff like, "Oh, it'll be really funny if we dress this guy we know in a dress and just have him running down the street."
1: I was like, "Why the fuck are we doing?"
0: It's like, cut it, keep it tight. People will appreciate that. I, I hope. It's I don't a know theme. about you,
1: Dan, but I like it tight, not loose.
0: Uh, keep it tight. Keep it tight. Uh, and on that note, we will go to our next movie. But I, I will say for the record, I wasn't bored with the abomination kind of worked for it for me.
1: Yeah, like for me, my biggest thing is a drug. Like I said, it, it needed... That 70-minute mark would have been perfect. Yeah, but I, I do think it's it's well worth checking out. I mean... Oh, I a, highly recommend yeah, it. Yeah, if you're a fan of practical effects and just this, this era of filmmaking, yeah.
0: So, Chad, I know you and I both appreciate some blood, boobs, and beasts. So, our next title, which... Right here, Replicator, which I'll show off more of the disc uh, after once again. Really excited. Don't worry,
1: I'll remind you if you don't remember.
0: (laughs) Uh, 100%. So, this is also from director Brett McCormick, and this is a 1998 film, although that's a little, um, I'll get into it. This movie kind of has an interesting history. Uh, So, The Few. The Proud. The Gator Babes. From director Brett McCormick comes the most screwball, brain-melting, late-90s direct-to-video entries ever made. At a top-secret military facility, a group of scientists and army brass work on the Replicator Project. The experiment quickly goes awry when it turns all of the male soldiers into gorgeous, scantily clad nymphets. Who then morph into alligators when they reach the peak of sexual excitement? Starring the original Leatherface himself, Gunnar Hansen, and iconic scream queen Brink Stevens, Replicator enjoys its first time ever on Blu-ray with brand new interviews and insights from the cast and creators of this sexy sci-fi send-up. All right, so Replicator. Um, so this one. I'm going to say off the bat that I think having a love and an affinity for 50s science fiction will kind of help you with this. Uh, This one's super low budget. Uh, This was actually completed in 1995, but once again, they needed extra stuff. So the Brink Stevens and Gunnar Hansen uh, footage was shot later. So the movie essentially was completed in 1998, um, but if you like 50 science fiction, particularly the the really cheesy 50 uh, science fiction uh, rubber masks, and uh, you know, uh, just kind of that that old school uh, storyline with the military and. Uh, x-ray specs which are also included i'll show those in a minute um and not even just the 50s because i think this pairs really well with invasion of the b girls one of my favorite uh b movies no pun intended i think these two go together now obviously you might be listening to the synopsis this is not soft core i should throw that out there there's no like bump and grind or anything this is not like a Fred Olin Ray or Jim Winorski softcore flick. There is a ton of nudity, but it's all pretty much topless nudity. There's not a lot of sex. It's all kind of played for laughs. And um, and I will say, Gunnar Hansen and Brink Stevens, they do comedy quite well. They don't have a ton of screen time in this, but what you do have uh, is very good with those two. I believe producer Wynn Winberg actually if i'm not mistaken directed the brink stevens gunner hansen stuff um this movie was shot in just four days and they used leftover film stock from the director's other film biotech warrior and uh essentially the name came about uh when they were at the american film market and there was a movie called replicator coming out that i guess they thought was going to be a big deal so There you go. Replicator was born. Um, So I really like this movie quite a bit. It's, um, again, some people may be disappointed if you're just looking for the typical uh, bump and grind. It's not really that kind of movie exactly. Uh, It's really kind of more of a, I guess you could call it a sex comedy, just a little little leaning more into the laughs than the actual sex part. Uh, And I had a really good time with it. It's goofy. It's very, very goofy, more so than the Abomination, because the Abomination does have a more serious tone, even though you get the random fart humor uh, (laughs) inserted in. Uh, This one's very, very goofy. If you're looking for like a out-and-out out monster movie with gore and shit, then you might be a little bit disappointed. Um, but I laughed my ass off like I always do because I'm 12 years old forever. Uh, what did you think of this one, Todd? Because this just kind of took me back. We don't get a lot of this anymore.
1: Yeah, I'd, I this is actually like my first time seeing it too. I thought I'd seen oh. it before, but I hadn't. Um, I really had a good time with it. I, you're right. It w- it was funny. It was fun. It was light. Um, you know, it wasn't anything too serious or too heavy. It was just a good, fun, you know, B movie throwback. Yeah.
0: Boobs, ray Boobs. guns, <laughs> yeah, X ray glasses, um, yeah. beasts. <laughs> yeah. It really, it really does work perfectly, and it's probably better that they didn't. Go the bump and grind route because you know less people could enjoy it. Um, although, like I said, you get plenty of skin in here, including Brink, so that's a big selling point. Uh, the characters I mean, we have a character called Colonel Sanders, and uh, (laughs) you know, but there's not a single moment of this that is serious at all. Um, but that's what I actually did. I did uh pair it up with Invasion of the Bee Girls and just had a really good cheesy sci-fi monster night perfect uh, yeah absolutely um, and uh, yeah yeah as far as extra features on this one we have a new director interview that runs 24 uh, minutes there's a little bit of uh crossover on the special features for the other movies but uh, for the most part they do a pretty good job of Uh, from Abomination, I should say. Um, He talks a little bit more about tabloid, which was a horror anthology spoof of uh, tabloids at the time. I really do hope they have that one too. Um, He talks some of the struggles to cut together feature-length films, which was hard because, you know, some of these like B or even C-level movies, you had you had to make them so fast and uh, this didn't even really have a script. They were just kind of figuring it out as they went along. Uh, He talks about using some of the masks that were left over on the Jeffrey Combs film that he did called time tracers and uh, just, you know, getting through that short four day shoot. Uh, There's also an 18 minute uh, interview with producer win Winberg and uh, he talks about really not coming into the project until after the raw footage was shot, was already shot. Like I said, he kind of came into the picture uh, to do the Gunnar Hansen and bring Steven stuff, um, and uh, talks about making this on a soundstage from another movie before it had to be torn down, <laughs> and uh, some more good insight on the Texas movie scene at the low budget movie scene at the time, which I should say Brett McCormick is also an author and he has a book out uh, on the sort of low budget regional Texas horror films of that era that you guys might want to check out. We also get a seven minute interview with Brink Stevens. Uh, She talks a little bit about her 40 plus year career. uh, Some of the early sort of mainstream movies she did like Spinal Tap and Psycho 3, Three Amigos, and kind of how she segued into horror movies. Uh she talks about uh, playing a scientist here and actually being a scientist, uh, because Brink Stevens was is a real marine biologist. So she's a beautiful and very intelligent lady. Uh talks a little bit uh about um just the the film in general and there's a connection with Brink Stevens and she talks about the movie because she shot a film in Iowa called Mommy and that was literally in Jess Graham's backyard I believe he actually got to meet Brink Stevens because I think they were shooting it Jess if you listen to this you can correct me maybe it was a neighbor's yard <laughs> or something but yeah Jess actually got to interact with Brink Stevens on uh mommy uh we also get a short interview with actor carl merritt who plays colonel sanders a uh, uh, three-minute interview with actor randy clower who played the villain uh dr fields uh, a lot of archival stuff that's ported over from the dvd uh release which that was very very out of print so uh we also get a not two more commentaries on this, which again would have been more than enough with the uh, one with the director and uh Glenn Coburn, the director of Bloodsuckers from Outer Space. And uh he has some some good uh info on the film. We also get a second uh commentary from um wanna say the name right, uh Sam Panico of uh BNS about movies and Bill Van Ryn of Drive in Asylum. This one is also absolutely stacked with extras and just showing it off. This is the inner art, which is very very cool. And open it up here. This, and I should say, Replicator. I don't. Uh, I know this one was super hard to find before that DVD. This is the inner art there. Not sure why. It's orange, but you know, that's cool. We also get, as I said, extras. You get the Replicator X ray specs right there. More stickers included. And the poster. The poster right there. As always, Visual Vengeance brings it when it comes to these extra features. Uh, And there's also this um, little card right there. So, there you go, guys. That's the latest from Visual Vengeance. Um, And I think we have... I think we have another round of Visual Vengeance stuff uh, coming in 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 November, so we don't have to wait long. I know you guys were talking in the chat that there was a long lull where they didn't put anything out, and I was bummed out, too, because I was like, fuck, I was really loving this label, uh, but it appears they're back at it. I know Vampires and Other Stereotypes is one uh, that is coming out soon, uh, Lycan Colony, And a bunch of others um so yeah very very excited to check all of that out so guys oh fuck we didn't rate replicator
1: todd what do you rate replicator uh i'm a three and a half on replicator It was close on four but it's a lot of fun i am as well
0: uh once again this very specific audience but I love these films and I love the visual vengeance label. It's become one of my favorite uh, boutique label uh, companies or offshoots, I guess uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. I'm very excited to pick up like colony and uh, vampires and other stereotypes. Uh, so on that note, guys, Tomorrow is a very supersized episode of Flesh Wound Horror. We are gonna have it'll be a longer one.
1: Uh eh, it'll probably we, balance out since we're down a man. Oh, okay. Um uh but we got six features and T V terror talk tomorrow. So
0: we do. And uh what are you damning about? Did Cliff, I think the chat mu- oh. Yeah, you see it now, don't you?
1: That You don't even believe that, Cliff. You're I would put it on the screen if you don't <laughs> feelings. god. I, it. I, I don't yeah. disagree with them. I'm just... Uh, I was being anyways, good not acknowledging it. I didn't see the it. Case, it. But
0: Todd's maybe seeing it as the producer, but YouTube didn't like it. I don't know. But anyway,
1: it takes a minute to pop up. Yeah, that's true.
0: So tomorrow, we're going to have reviews for Exorcist Believer, Pet Cemetery Bloodlines. We're going to cover Chucky Season 3.
1: No, we we're are going to cover the season premiere. I had to change season... that. In the... oh, yes, because bad. that implies we're reviewing the whole season, which we are yes, not. <laughs> we are
0: not. Uh, but yeah. yeah, season premiere of Chucky Season 3. We're going to be reviewing When Evil Lurks, which I'm very eager to talk about. Beaten to Death. Um getting one. I know I know uh totally killer
1: totally killer is. and you We're still gonna... one more you got one more come on you got it totally killer VHS eighty five VHS eighty five or yes. as Pugs would say uh, you do five because you know he <laughs> pronounces it like it says Rick get the fuck out of here Sorry, yeah, we, Pugs. <laughs> we
0: got a block of highly anticipated movies. I um, yeah,
1: we actually had to throw an extra one in just because by the time next week it would have wouldn't have been relevant.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, my mind is I've got like the the amount of notes I have because just been reviewing so much stuff, and I'm just like, oh uh yes, yeah, Indy. you'll get to see if I am a believer tomorrow night. Uh so uh, Pugs not- is
1: really interested to hear my take as a parent. So that's what he told me. I haven't told him my opinions at all. So, If anyone else cares, yeah. and hopefully cool. I will... I, I'm a little bummed P- Pugs can't be on it live, but he will be sending in his thoughts. So. Oh,
0: okay. Well, I think that's going to be very animated. So, um, There's just so many movies we're doing. I don't know
1: where so. Pugs is going to land. He's been the only one so far that has been excited for it. Even I was like, I don't know about this. And normally I, would, I see a trailer, I'm like, ah, oh, there might be something I'll like, but this one. But we'll talk about it, and see what actually how I actually feel about it tomorrow.
0: Yeah, I would say out of the four of us, Pugs is usually the hardest to predict. Sometimes you just never know with Pugs. It depends what like, it is. It really yeah. if
1: there's certain key things you would like, oh, Pugs loves it. But if you're if you don't have those, there's I get what you mean. Like I can't yeah. call for sure. Yeah, he's he the, the hardest. The big, He is the biggest Exorcist fan.
0: Yeah, so you might get a good variety of opinions. I don't know on these movies tomorrow. Um, Also, this Friday, the 13th, Region Free is back. Uh, We're going to be, that'll be another really stacked show. So there's a lot of content Uh, this week. There'll be some surprises. Uh, I think a couple of debuts on the show.
1: And the same day after, not the same time. Yes, uh, we'll be doing a Friday the thirteenth the game stream for Friday the thirteenth, so anyone can jump on this Kruger's thing. So uh, we'll talk about that more tomorrow and give it. Is details. now
0: just so they're aware, Flesh Wound Gaming, or is that going to be a simulcast with? It's gonna.
1: We're gonna do both tomorrow to kind of you know get the other channel a little bit more you know out there. So okay, we'll have it on both and. Yeah, again, it's Kruger's thing. He'll he'll tell more tomorrow, uh, but it will be on both channels. Just so we can, you
0: know, okay. get some
1: more eyes on it.
0: So you'll general. have hours of content then to enjoy on uh, Friday yeah. the thirteenth.
1: And uh, I think you can play with this. I don't even know how it works. We'll talk to Kruger tomorrow. We'll 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 discuss that at the end. I'm just, there. You yeah, go. I'm just got the controller and push buttons. So there
0: you go. There you go. And uh slash you don't have too much longer to wait for that. Our annual slasher tournament. Uh so oh, geez, when does it?
1: <laughs> I, I was check. figuring out
0: the math because I was like, it's gotta be in the next three days.
1: Yeah, so, I know. I'm looking at it right now. This yeah. is why I need to do my monthly calendar, which I'm 10 days late. So
0: I need to do better about keeping a calendar. I'm not I'm not this great. is the only
1: month I have, and it's the most important month, but I've yeah. been doing everything else but you know we're completely off topic this is all stuff we can talk about off air so on that you got a little sneak peek
0: there's a sneak peek at what's coming lots of content for you this october and on that note good night
1: good evening